Can you lose weight on a high carb diet? Well, you've probably heard many times that carbs are the enemy, especially if you're trying to lose weight. And though carbs may be the enemy in certain circumstances, such as if you have a yeast overgrowth like SIBO or candida or parasites, or perhaps in the case of diabetes or another underlying chronic inflammatory condition. But carbs aren't always the enemy if you are simply trying to lose weight or just manage your weight because not all carbs are created equal. You guys are listening to the Digest This Podcast and I'm your host, Bethany Cameron. Let's get right into the episode because it's all about the carbs. All right, you may not know this about me, but every morning before I drink my daily coffee, I actually drink electrolytes first. There's two reasons I do this. One, your body is naturally dehydrated from the previous night's sleep and is craving hydration. And two, coffee actually dehydrates you, even though it is technically a liquid. So rule of thumb, hydrate before you caffeinate. I personally use Element electrolytes in my morning routine. It's literally the first thing I drink every single morning. I stick to their raw, unflavored version, which contains no sugar, no flavorings, no coloring, and no fillers. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of salt, magnesium, and potassium. And their unflavored version has only those three ingredients. Element is by far the cleanest electrolyte drink I've found on the market, and I've been looking for a while. Other electrolyte drink mixes have added sugar, maltodextrin, dextrose, gums, and even added oils. Electrolytes are essential for our body to function. So you want to not only make sure you are getting them in your body, but you are getting the best kind. There's also research to back that when you keep hydrated, there are lower risks of anxiety and depression in individuals. So whether you just finished a workout, sauna session, or just waking up in the morning, Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited for those following a keto, low-carb, vegan, or paleo diet. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packs free with any Element order. To get eight free packs, you must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash digest to get this offer. Element also has a no questions asked refund policy. So you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. So go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T lmnt.com slash digest to get this amazing offer. I'll also leave that link in today's show notes so you can easily scroll down and order with just one easy tap. Poor gut health has been linked to poor immunity, depression, anxiety, brain fog, low energy, skin issues, including acne, and studies are now coming out that our gut microbiome is linked to obesity and type 2 diabetes. And in the world we live in today, so many factors and environmental toxins can hinder our gut and are constantly trying to break down our microbiome. Now, it's not practical we go off grid and live away from society 
to avoid all these things. So it's important to combat them with a good probiotic and prebiotic to give our gut support and skin in the game to fight off infections and help us live our best life full of vitality, energy, clear skin, and regularity. But not all probiotics are created equal. In fact, many don't even make it to the grocery stores alive. So you just wasted your hard-earned money on something that is basically dead. That's why I trust Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic Capsule. This is a prebiotic and probiotic in one. If you've ever seen me in my Instagram stories showing you what Seed's capsules actually look like, it's pretty cool. That's because it's a capsule within a capsule. So if you open up the first capsule, there's actually another capsule inside. Seed's Daily Symbiotic is a prebiotic and probiotic to support gut health that has completely revolutionized the daily supplement world, designed to make its way all the way through your stomach and survive your stomach acid, with studies even showing its 100% survivability rate. And I'm pretty sure we all know what probiotics are. They're the good bacteria we need inside our gut. But without the prebiotics, the probiotics will die. You see, because probiotics are also living organisms and they need food too. That's where the prebiotics come in. They help feed the probiotics, helping them to survive in our body, which is what we want. Sources of prebiotics include garlic, onions, leeks, asparagus, artichoke, oats, grains, and legumes. But for many people with digestive issues, all these foods are off limits because they can cause other issues. And if you follow a grain-free diet or paleo diet, then oats, legumes, beans, and other prebiotic-containing grains are off limits too. So to make sure you are getting the full benefit of taking probiotics as well as getting what you paid for, Seed's Daily Symbiotic is what I would recommend to all my friends and family. And if you're not sure if you want to take the plunge, Seed is offering my community a whopping 25% off your first order so you can try it and see if you like it. They will send you a super chic glass bottle filled with all the goods. Then they have an eco-friendly sustainable biomaterial refill system delivered each month after that. And you can cancel anytime. So even after the first month, you can cancel if you feel like it's not for you. But let me tell you, if you are taking a probiotic anyways, why not switch to seed and experience the array of benefits countless others, including myself, have? And if you're not already taking a probiotic or prebiotic, take this as your sign to take back your health now. Just go to seed.com slash digest and use code 25digest to get 25% off your first order. Again, that's seed.com slash digest and use code 25digest to get 25% off. Make sure it's all lowercase. It seems like the keto diet, high fat diet is all the rage. And I'm very grateful that the fear of fat has gone away. That's amazing. We need good, healthy fats. But at the same time, I feel like carbs have gotten a, a pretty bad rap. Now, 
Carbs can provide energy, protect against disease, and actually help control your body weight. But it's all about the types of carbs you choose. And there's two different types. So first of all, there's simple carbs. So the body digests simple carbs easily, and this leads to blood sugar spikes. Simple carbs includes items made with white sugar and added sugars like um, like juice, things like baked goods, cereals, refined breads and pastas and candy and things like that. Now, there's also complex carbs. So our bodies digest complex carbs more slowly. And by doing so, it provides your body with a steady stream of sugar and can help you feel fuller for longer, as well as provide energy just without the crash like you would with simple carbs. Now, some examples of complex carbs, which is what you want, are just fiber-rich fruits, such as apples, pears, papaya, kiwi, and berries, winter squash, sweet potatoes, beans and lentils, rice, quinoa, and starchy vegetables, such as peas. And if you eat the right mix of healthy carbs while following a high-carb diet, you actually may reap some benefits like weight loss, and some even testify to see a decrease in inflammation. Okay, so what is a high-carb diet? What is considered high-carb? Well, there's really no official definition of a high-carb diet, and for some, 50 grams of carbs may be very high for them if they are not used to eating carbs or do not have the physical demand or need for a high-carb diet, and for others, 250 grams of carbs is a healthy high-carb diet which fits into their active lifestyle. So the United States recommends that 45% to 65%, excuse me, of our total caloric intake should come from carbohydrates. And since every person requires a different amount of calories, you can't really put a blanket statement and say X grams is what defines a high carb diet. You may have heard of the Mediterranean diet or the DASH diet, and those may be considered a high carb way of eating. So both of these diets are styles or patterns of eating that focus on foods that you eat more often and less frequently, not necessarily the exact proportions or ratio of these foods. So many people who follow the Mediterranean diet or the DASH diet may end up with a higher amount of carbohydrate intake, and that's because they're eating healthy, fiber-rich, plant foods that are mostly carbohydrates like whole grains, fruits, vegetables, and legumes. So the question still stands, can you lose weight on a high-carb diet? Well, let's look at the research and what the research says. So there's a 2015 study, and that shows that a high-carbohydrate diet affected the body composition in young men and resulted in a significant increase in total body weight and BMI. However, a 2018 study of overweight people shows that a plant-based, high-carb, low-fat diet has beneficial effects on weight and body composition. Now, a 2018 systematic review and meta-analysis, which looks at all available information, says that it cannot conclude that a high-carb diet increases the odds of obesity. But what this review should have been focusing on more so is the type of carbs consumed. 
That's because not all carbs are created equal. So the information reviewed, in my opinion, seems to be a bit skewed, including a variety of studies on carbs, not focusing on the type of carbs. So there have been mixed reviews. And you know, in other words, it's not necessarily about the percentage of carbs that we're eating. It's about what kind of foods we're choosing. So think about this. Uh, a person may consume a lot of carbs that can come from drinking a bunch of soda while eating cereal for breakfast, having granola bars or sweetened yogurt as a snack, and eating pasta for dinner. These types of high-carb items contain added sugar and lack of fiber. This person doesn't feel full and isn't getting the nutrients they need. Now, Another person may focus on a diet that includes a lot of carbs, like sweet potatoes, fruits, and starchy vegetables. These types of foods are obviously very fiber-rich. So since these higher fiber foods are more filling, the second person may lose some weight over time. It may not be a drastic drop in weight, but it's also not going in an upward direction or even stabilizing, but slowly over time, their weight may drop. Now on paper, both of these people eating a high carb diet may look just fine, right? And they may look very similar, but the types of carbs that they're eating are completely different and you can get different results from eating the same amount of carbs. Now, of course, you can also eat a load of healthy complex carbs and also gain weight. Just like anything, too much of anything will most likely make you gain weight. Even those following a low-carb keto diet, they can gain weight. So if they eat too much fat, they can also gain weight regardless of how little carbs they consume. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. So have you ever seen or heard of people losing weight eating only McDonald's or packaged junk food? I have. <laughs> and this is because they restricted their daily caloric intake overall. Sure, if you ate McDonald's every day, but all you ate was one 500-calorie burger from McDonald's in a day, that was it. Like, you're obviously going to lose weight if you only consume 500 calories, right? Which is not healthy, by the way, and obviously not recommended. But my point is, these people who lose weight off of eating fast food fail to mention a few things. One... They fail to mention they reduced their daily caloric intake drastically despite the fat, carbs, and chemicals they consumed. And two, they don't talk about how crappy they feel, how their libido dropped, the brain fog and low energy they experienced, how their skin broke out and suffered, their bowel movements or lack of, and not to mention their blood work. Okay, I feel like I went on a tangent here, but my whole point in bringing this up is that it's not just about the carbs, but the quality. Same thing goes for keto diets. I see this all the time and it's called, quote, dirty keto. The dirty keto diet involves decreasing your carbs and increasing your fat intake, but without any considerations for the quality of food you consume. It allows processed and fast foods as well as prepackaged snacks. So on a dirty keto diet, you can and are allowed to consume toxic seed oils, blocks of cream cheese full of stabilizers and gums, deep fried anything as long as it's low carb. This is completely different from a clean keto diet, which also focuses on nutrition. All this to say, 
You can overdo anything with anything. Now, I do want to point out some high-carb diet benefits that research has has found. So eating a minimally processed high-carb diet has shown some benefits. But remember, it's all about the types of carbs you choose. So there is some evidence out there that a healthy high-carb diet may help decrease the risk of heart disease, decrease the risk of several types of cancers, improve insulin sensitivity, and even decrease inflammation. Now, the cons of a high-carb diet, obviously, like if you're not choosing the right kind of carbs, a high-carb diet full of processed, refined grains and simple sugars can wreak havoc on your diet. Those types of foods aren't going to be satisfying and you're going to constantly be craving sugar. This is because every time you eat fast-acting carbs, your insulin response promotes hunger and your blood sugar skyrockets. So, to carb or not to carb. I personally feel a lot better on a lower carb diet. Now, I didn't say low carb, but lower carb. So whether that means me having higher carb days versus other days in the week, or simply eating a general lower carb and higher protein, higher fat diet, I do simply stick to a low carb, or excuse me, lower carb diet. I I personally just feel my best when I prioritize animal protein along with quality cultured dairy like Greek yogurt. I tend to stay away from a lot of veggies, however. I mean, I do consume many fruits, which are very high in carbs and even pretty high in sugars. But the fruit also contains tons of vitamins, minerals, and easy-to-digest fiber, which helps the body digest it all slowly to keep my blood sugar steady. This is just what works for me. I also find that the fiber in fruits do better with me versus the fiber in veggies. I'm not sure if you guys have experienced that, but fiber in fruits, I can digest so much better versus the fiber in veggies. This is all what I have come to experience in my own health journey. And like everyone, we all have to go through a period of trial and error and find out like what works best for our individual body because no one body is created the same. We all have different microbiomes, different stress levels, live in different environments with different active or sedentary lifestyles and have different DNA makeup. So find out what works best for you. And as a general rule of thumb, prioritize protein. Then see if your second macro should be carbs or fat or perhaps an equal amount of both. My goal here is to help you figure out how you can live your best life with less inflammation, better digestion, and overall energy to help you accomplish your daily tasks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it on Instagram and tag me at Lil Sipper so I can see and know that you listened and I will personally respond. I always love seeing all your tags and it means so much to me. Thanks guys. See you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. 
see you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.